Hey, cool, y'all. I'm glad that y'all got the pass by so y'all can listen to another episode of the Hey E-Rock podcast. Today, I'm hanging out with my boy, Hey Corey, again, and we get to talk about some fantastic local donuts. See which ones are the best. We also talk a little bit about him going deer hunting and having us some deer sausage on your way. Talk about a little bit of soccer and even a way that you can communicate with us and maybe even end up on this podcast. So sit back and hope y'all enjoy it. All right, boy. Episode three. What's up? Hey, Corey. Hey, E-Rock. How's it going? Oh, not much, man. I'm kind of excited about today, mostly because what we have on tap for the beginning is something that we all love. Well, food, right? Yeah. Donut Wars. Booty edition. Booty edition. Yeah, you're right. So the interesting thing is we're big fans of takeaway donuts. It's a staple here in Booty. Got the best donuts. Man, I love them things. Yeah. I mean, we've been eating takeaway donuts since we was two. Exactly. And then the great, you know, they make a big donut king cake, which people say, oh, it's not a king cake, it's a donut. Well, whatever. It's still a king cake to me. So, yeah. but there was a new a new place in town. Well, you know, this is the second of the new places, right? So we had Mr. Ronnie's come in. I don't know that they even lasted a year here. Yeah, I think, I think it, was, it was probably a combination of things too. Mr. Ronnie's, I think, is real popular down in Homa area, if I'm yep. not mistaken. They opened up a new joint over here in Booty. But you know, everybody's got this big allegiance to tech takeaway, so they were yeah. kind of like, oh, well, what's the new kid on the block going to do? Right. And so so you got to impress, right, because takeaway's been here forever. Like we said, we've been eating all our lives, and um, they've always done a good job, and it's like it, it's nostalgic. So if you're going to come in here and try to compete with takeaway in this small area, you got to be good. Yeah. So we got a new player now. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Mr. Ronnie's, like I was going to say, I think part of the problem was, number one, their donuts weren't that good. They just weren't. And then on top of all that, the whole quarantine thing happened. So a lot of places, you know, they didn't really stay afloat. And I think it was a combination of, well, they weren't really the best, especially compared to takeaway and the quarantine thing. So they had to pull the plug. Yeah. But now we have a new place. Same Location, same location as where Mr. Ronnie's was, yep. and now it's now it's a new another donut place took over, and I'm thinking, boy, they committing business suicide. Why is another donut place in the same location yeah. going to do any better? Dude, I had the same thoughts, but I'm hearing some buzz about it. Yep. Now, full disclosure, I've tasted them already. My I daughter's think. a big donut fan, so every once in a while, Daddy, can you please go bring me to get some donuts? So we wanted to go try out the new place. I, I love donuts. I just don't eat them very often just because I'm fat and I'm trying not to be most times. So uh, I don't eat donuts. Yeah. I remember at one point you were, uh, we met, used to mess with you because you were a carb spitter. Yeah. 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 You, you would literally take a bite of the donut, let that taste swallow around in your face hole, and then you would <laughs> spit the donut in the trash. That's I was right. like, what is wrong with you, boy? Hey, you, you get hey, the best part. That's the most cool thing i ever seen, boy. You get the best part of the donut without the carbs. I guess, I guess. But anyway. We ain't spitting today. So what we decided to do, we were going to try to just video this and see what, what we prefer. and Because we've done stuff like that in the past. But yep. I was like, hey, let's just do a little quick combo and... Hopefully this isn't a big epic fail. I'm I'm hope I'm trying not to let everybody hear me chew on on the camera or on the podcast. Yeah, right, yeah nobody right, wants right. to hear that. But we're gonna give it a go. We only got a couple. We're just keeping it basic. Just a glazed donut 
a sprinkled donut, and boudin kalachis, which I'm really excited about. I've had both, and both of them are really good. So I'm, I'm curious to see uh, the comparison between the two side by side and what your thoughts are. Yeah, I've had neither one, um, so so we'll see. I tell you what, though, um, first thing, the eye test. Tasty Cream, which is, we haven't mentioned the name. Oh, the new yeah. place, Tasty Cream right. in Boutique. Tasty um, Cream. I tell you what, if you look at the eye test, their kolache, man, it just, it's a lot prettier than the takeaway kolache. Yep. And so is their glazed donut. So is their glaze. But again, on the sprinkles, I would say that the takeaway passes the eye test. Oh, I think so. Absolutely. So that's just the first part. So which way are we going first? We, we doing kolache first or are we doing sweet first? It's up to you. Let's let's do kolache first. Let's do kolache first. We'll do the, since we have a couple of donuts. So yeah, we'll have our that. meal, our savory, and then and we'll dessert. wash it down with some sweet. That's right. I like the way you think. Okay, so first off, um, we're going to start off. This one here is the takeaway. Takeaway, right? Tried yeah. and true. Yeah, so quick little bite. See what we think. All right. Mm, very good. It's kind of bready. Yeah. Which is not that big a deal. A little bit soft and, and doughy kind of. But the boudin is actually pretty good. It's not too ricey. Um, I, I probably we probably should have heated this up a little bit, but I'd say with this super soft bread, it's kind of, it's it's almost mushy in your mouth, yeah, but so very good. Waiting to see what uh, tasty cream. Yeah, and this is completely different look. It almost looks like a um, what you croissant? call uh, like a croissant. Looks yes, like a it looks croissant. like a croissant. That's right. Very similar, actually. The the flavor is 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 almost identical. Yeah, the the boudin itself tastes the same. I don't I don't know if there's really a difference. I think it's just kind of like a preference of if you like it more bready or if you like it more pastry-y. Is that even a word? It is now. They must have the same boudin supplier. Oh, Lord. Okay, so I don't know if I can really pick a winner. I think they pretty... I'd say pretty even. Oh. Okay. Tie goes to the no one. Right. Okay, fair enough. Here, now what we really came here for. Yeah. Glaze first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's do the glaze. Okay. Um, go. Let's go to tried and true takeaway since we've yep. had a million of these yep. so far. We'll do that. So good. Man, that is so good. I don't care if it's not as pretty. If you've never been to Booty and got you a takeaway donut or a takeaway king cake, you are missing out. That is absolutely fantastic. That was very good. Takeaway glazed donut. I, I don't know how if Tasty Cream can be it just, it that just, much better. I know. Like, if you're rating it on a scale of on 1 to 10, now, I granted, let me just have a little disclaimer, a little asterisk if you will, this scale and our decisions today are based on our face holes. And I understand that there are definitely lots of other opinions and what you consider a good king cake or what you consider a good donut. But this is our show and this is our face holes. So we ain't worried about you. This is about us. That's right. So you put in your face hole what you like. Exactly. All right. So now we got that. Let's try Okay. Tasty cream. Tasty cream glaze. It's a, it's like a completely different texture. It is. It's softer. Man, I don't know. It's a little bit different flavor. It is. Than, than the takeaway donut. Yeah, it's not the same. It's good. Damn it, Bob. I mean, I don't know if I've had a bad, <clears throat> I have had a bad yeah, donut. Yeah, I've had bad donuts. Like, I, I never really wanted to go back to Ronnie's. I'm not saying it was bad, but. I never I just, wanted to go back to district donuts. Oh, district donuts is poop. I don't know how people like those so much because it's just like a loaf of bread. I don't like those Dry at all. Yeah, yet. that's terrible. These two are good donuts. I personally, I think the takeaway was a little softer, melted in my mouth, but 
both really good. Well, here's what I'll tell you. The first time we went to taste, uh, not um, Tasty Cream, they gave it to us and it was it was hot, and we took a bite. These have cooled off a little bit. We should mm-hmm. have done this a little bit earlier, but we were setting everything up. Yep. And I didn't have a takeaway donut with me, so when I tasted it, I was like, "Oh my god, this takeaway might be in trouble." Yep. But when I taste them side by side, very man, similar. Very similar. But I still feel like I may have to just lean towards takeaway. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Now, now we didn't get too adventurous with our donut selections. I'm not going to sit here and try 19 different donuts to see what all the flavors are. But you got to start with glaze, right. right? And here's the thing. Here's why we didn't do that is because if I'm going to a donut shop, this is the donuts I'm getting. I'm not getting cream filled and all the other crazy creations that everybody has. I want a sprinkle donut and I want a glazed donut. Yeah, and the only oh. other thing that I might get, and like I said, this one might be once a year, would maybe be an apple fritter if I just wanted an apple fritter. So maybe right. we can at one time another compare their apple fritters because they both have them. Yeah. Well, what we want to do and what we need to do is that blind taste test. Yep. That way the girls can maybe give us the donut, we taste them while they're warm, and then we completely unbiased make a decision on our own. Yep. And we've done that before with tequila, with rum. With bourbon. Uh, with bourbon. With pizza. Pizza, yeah. We've done that before, and that's actually a really good time. So we're going to put this one on the list. Yeah, we usually have a couple drinks with that as yep. well. It makes right. it a lot more fun. So now we're going to go to the sprinkle version. And um, just by looking at them, I can tell you, I'm going, I know that I'm going to like the takeaway version probably a little bit better. And here's why. If they're both the same glazed donuts, I 100% prefer those crunchy sprinkles on the takeaway than I do those soft, longer sprinkles on the uh, yeah. Tasty Cream. And I can tell you, you already got a lot more chocolate ice on the takeaway donut yep. than you do on the Tasty Cream. But so far, I would say kolache was a toss-up. I'd even say glaze was pretty much a toss-up. Yep. We might be giving it the takeaway because it's yep. takeaway, right? Exactly. So that's the blind taste test will prove that at a later date. But yep. I agree the takeaway sprinkle donut, better looking. Yeah. Okay, let's so see. let's go for the Tasty Cream first. Okay. Since that's the competitor. All right. Yeah. Still a good donut. The donut itself, the glazed donut itself is good. Not a whole lot of chocolate. Definitely looks like there's a lot more chocolate on the takeaway. Maybe they're trying to skimp and save some money there. So that's a that's a fail on, my, on their part, but... And if you're looking for crunch in your sprinkles, it's it's none. It's just no. some soft candy sprinkles on top. Yeah, it's almost just there for looks. Quick sip of water, and let's go ahead and try takeaway the crunchy takeaway. Okay, immediately winner. Yeah, it's just not even close. And me, I love the sprinkles. If I'm going to the donut shop, that's what I'm getting. I get the chocolate covered sprinkles. So if I'm taking that into consideration, I'm going to take away you know, a hundred times. And then if I decide that I want to get a boudin kolache because it was so close, I'm just going to get the boudin kolache from there. So yeah, you're not uh, going to go to two different places, <clears throat> no. but you know, they do have a lot of other kolaches. And, and one thing I would say about when we went to tasty cream, man, they had like breakfast biscuits and sandwiches and croissants and all kinds of stuff. That's definitely a plus. Like, especially if you're heading to work, you can swing around. They got a drive through. That's a huge plus. Yeah. You can just drive through, get you some donuts, uh, some kind of a breakfast burrito, kolaches. They have all kind of different kinds. And then go over to work. So I, that part I get. And with it being pretty close and almost as good, 
Yeah, I could see if you go there. Look, man, you can't lose. If you're going through Booty and you go to either one of these donut shops, you're doing you're doing good. And and you know, I know a lot of people are. You're going from Homa to New Orleans for work or vice versa, New Orleans to Homa. A lot of traffic on that road. You see one of those, pull in, uh, give them some business. They're both good. Yep, absolutely. So I think it's a, a consensus. We going with takeaway? Yeah, so far so good right. takeaway. But That's what um, we decide. Takeaway is the winner. So congratulations, takeaway. Everybody, make your trip down to Booty and go get you some takeaway donuts, yeah? And good time right now. Get you one of them king cakes, too. Oh, wow. And stop at Frank's, depending on where you're coming from, and get you one of them, too. Oh, Lord. That's, that's number one. Yep. But in the if meantime. If you're on Highway 90 and you're going in that direction, you're passing by Frank's, you need to stop. Yeah, exactly. Get a king cake. Yep. And, you know, speaking of Mardi Gras, I just thought about something that's kind of funny. You know, we have, uh, we're drinking some water right now. And if you can see this on the video, if you're just listening, you're not going to see it. But it's my red plastic Mardi Gras cup. Mm-hmm. You know, that's people in South Louisiana. We don't have... Fine China. We have fine Mardi Gras cups in the cabinet, and that's, that's what right. we use to drink all of our beverages with. So, anyway, Speaking of Frank's, you know, you know, I worked there for several years when I was a kid. When I was in high school, I started working there at fifteen years old. I just turned forty-five this week, so Happy that birthday. was uh, thirty years ago when I started working at Frank's. You old, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm old, but um, good place, good people, and uh, I'm glad. I'm glad the the store is doing well now. Yeah, it's just kind of like a staple in the Zalmans. Like, you just pass by, and it's Frank's right before the bridge. Everybody knows that. Well, if it, you know, right before I turned 15, it was two shards. It was two shards when I was from the time I was zero to the time I was 14, and then Frank's came in and bought them out. So if you're from the Zalmans or in the area or old enough to remember, it was two shards grocery store. Yeah, and speaking about Frank's, you know, I did a couple of videos on them, and they, we just absolutely loved their king cakes. I talked to the owner, Tara, and I was asking her about, man, what happens after Mardi Gras? Y'all still making king cakes? Like, what's the deal? And she said, well, you can get the boudin and the crawfish year-round, but you would have to order it. Right. Um, but I was like, well, that, that makes pretty good sense. But what about regular king cakes? Because that's what Takeaway does. They, they make them year-round if you want them. And she kind of was thinking, tossing that thought around, like maybe if you want to get a king cake for a special occasion, you can call and order. So she just kind of said it depend, depends on if they can keep getting all the supplies for everything. So mm, right. um, just a little tidbit in case y'all wanted to eat some king cakes in the middle of the summer, which I know a lot of people, they kind of like, you can't have king cake outside of the season. Man, there ain't no rules that says that. You believe what you want. I'm going to get a king cake if I want to get me a king cake. So that's right. It's whatevs. Anyway, so I want to talk about some things that's going on in our lives lately. Yeah, because it's not all about donuts and king cakes. I know. Good thing it's not because we'd be 500 pounds for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a lot of people know, I coach girls soccer team at Hornville High School, and we're in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Yeah, we're breaking records, making new, uh, doing things that we ain't never done before, Bob. That's right. So we had a, a we had a decent season. You know, we kind of played against some pretty hard teams. Uh, wound up making it into the playoffs as a number 19 seed. And I had been coaching there for about six or seven years. We've never made the playoffs. Well, no, I'll take it back. We've made the playoffs three the last three years, but we've never won a playoff game. So the first playoff win was this year. First playoff win was this year. As and you've got fact, two. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we've this it was the first playoff win and I think man, it might have been like fifteen or sixteen years since wow. the girls soccer team has won a playoff game. So that was our goal going into this year was we just want to win the first game. Like, we're not trying to be crazy. We just That's what we want to do. So we go into Thibodeau. 
We play against Thibodeau. We beat them five to four. Super excited. Like just, all right, great. Everything from here is just land yap. So then we have to play against the number three, Captain Shreve from mm-hmm. Shreveport. They actually had to come down to our turf. We played them the other night. And wouldn't you know it, our girls just came to play. They played amazing. And number 19 seed beat the number three seed, Captain Shreve, two to zero. So how does that work? Because I know typically in high school sports or any sports, the higher team seeds get home field advantage. So why did they have to come to Hanville? Well, it's just like a traveling rule. So you can't you can't travel at every game. You can't have a home game for every game. Okay. There are certain asterisks in place. Um, but what happened was they hosted a home game, Captain Shreve did. We traveled. We were away. Ah, okay. So had Thibodeau won, Thibodeau had a home game. Captain Shreve had a home game. Captain Shreve being the better seed would have, again, been the home team. Got it. But because we won and we traveled, then they had to come to us. So now we play Mandeville. Mandeville played away last week for the same exact reason. You played home. We played home, so now we go to Mandeville. But the cool thing is... In the event that we beat Mandeville, this is the quarterfinals, then we will host the semifinal game uh, at Hornville next week. And who are your two options? Um, right now it is Mount Carmel and, hmm, I forget. I forget who they're playing. Maybe, dang it, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Come on, dude. You should be watching film all week on the other teams. No, man, I listen, I... It really doesn't matter. I'm just focused on who we're playing, and that's. I'm not saying yeah. it to sound a cliche, but you know I'm, we've got to get through Mandeville. They yep. are not a pushover team. You know, Captain Shreve wasn't either. We knew we were going to have our hands full. We just had a, a good game plan, and the girls executed it perfectly. Had the best game that they've probably ever played collectively, and that's what you need in a playoffs. Yeah. Like no one that you're going to play from here on out is going to be an easy game. I mean, so, they got some killers out there. Tomorrow, two o'clock. Tomorrow, 2 o'clock, we play at Lakeshore High School. Yep. So by the time you're hearing this episode, we would have played already because I'm going to put this out probably Sunday or Monday. But, you know, wish us luck. So we'll see how it goes. But there were some interesting things. They did an article. uh, They interviewed me for the local newspaper about the game. Mm -hmm. And as I was reading the article, the guy had put some numbers in there, which I thought were pretty amazing about Captain Shreve, which I didn't really realize. Again, I wasn't paying that close attention. I was focused on the task at hand. But Captain Shreve was 23 wins, one loss, and one tie on the season. They were number three. They they allowed two goals in one game all season. They come to us, so, and we so scored. one team scored two goals. No one else scored anything. Well... I, I wrote down some of the things which I thought was kind of interesting. They had 16 wins by a shutout, zero goals allowed. Wow. Um, every other game that they won, they allowed one goal, except for one game they allowed two goals. So okay. we were the okay. second team to score two goals on them. All season. All season long, which is crazy. They they scored a combined 94 points, 94 goals, and only had 10 goals scored against them out of 25 games. So, I mean, that's that's just crazy. They're scoring almost four goals a game. It's like 3.75 yeah. goals per game. And, you know, our our midfield and back line and our keeper really came through and just 
shut him down, frustrated him to the point where, you know, they they kind of started to give up towards the end. They, we kind of had them on their heels. So, you know, not taking anything away from them. I know they're a strong team, but it was just our night. So, so yeah. I know I, I do remember earlier this season you you had an injury with your keeper and you had some substitutes in there. How how's, was was that this that was your that was Ashland's team? Yeah, Ashland's team, my okay. daughter's team. Her her keeper tore her ACL. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So that was we we played the whole rest of the season with. Sorry, getting confused. A, yeah, I mean it's all soccer, right? It's no big deal. Um, but anyway. So we're looking forward to the Mandeville game tomorrow. Um, you know, we got we're gonna have practice today. Hopefully, the weather holds out a little bit so we can kind of go through some of our walkthroughs and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, we're as ready as we're gonna be. So I'm 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 really excited about that for sure. Well, even if this is as you know, if you don't get past Mandeville tomorrow, I mean, it's been a good season. Yeah, first definitely. playoff win in a long time. Two playoff wins at right. that. And then Mandeville is what seed number five, six? Um, yeah, something like that, five or six. So it's it's interesting because right now we're kind of the talk of the the town uh, in the in the soccer world, mostly because you know we're a nineteen seed. We an beat the underdog three. story. It's an underdog story, you know. And I looked at all the other divisions: Division One, Two, Three, and Four. And in Division One, the highest seed besides us was the number 10. Now there's eight teams left in each division because it's the quarterfinals. So typically, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like those are the best teams and they're going to make it in. So you look at all those numbers and there's a number 10 and then there's a 19. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, what the right. heck? Which if I'm being honest, I don't really think that we're a 19 ranked team. I think we're a little better than that. I don't know if we deserve to be in the top 10 per se because they got some studs out there, but you know, we can definitely play with the best of them. When you look at the rest of the divisions, one of the divisions actually has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight make it to the the quarterfinals, which is, you know, they seem to be seeded properly if that's the case. Um, but like I was saying, 10 is the highest rank outside of us in all of the divisions. So, you know, I'm not putting a whole lot of stock in it, but when you look at it, it's just kind of like, oh, well, that's kind of cool, you know. So... You know, we, we have these message boards that we follow where people talk about what's going on in all the right. divisions in the playoffs. And you know, they got a lot of people saying some nice things about us. And, um, you know, I mean, I feel for Captain Shreve. You know, it's, you know, they, they're a good team. We, we just, you know, we just had the better night that night. So. Just weren't going to be beat. Yep. We had it. We were on a mission. So What was the score of that game? It was two to zero. Yeah. And, you know, we, we handled business too. Like we possessed the ball, the majority, you know, we, we definitely won from whistle to whistle. Not that we were dominating, but I mean, you know, we we pretty much controlled the pace of the play, as far as I'm concerned. So, I, th- I think it was a pretty fair result. Like we Good definitely stuff. were the better team that night. Good luck tomorrow, Monville yep. Lady Tigers soccer team. Oh yeah, gonna beat them Mandeville Skippers and shock the world again. It's gonna be tough because they got they got some straight killers up there that that can score some goals. So, but anyway. You just went on a hunting trip lately. Let's talk about some stuff going on in your world because that's yeah. pretty awesome. So, um, I mean, I hunt normally, right? I've got a lease up north, north I-10 um, that I put a lot of time and effort into, but had a special opportunity to uh, to go hunting in um, uh, South Texas with our buddy Brent Covert. Butterbean. Yep. Been living in uh, Houston, Galveston area since, like, since right after Katrina, since yeah, 2000, 2006 probably. Um, and, um, 
guy they work with uh, has a ranch or his in-laws have a ranch in Texas. And, um, hey, man, we got a bunch of tags we need to fill. Biologist says we need to take these deer out. I need some people to come. So um, so uh, got together with a few friends, went over there and, and did some hunting. It was a blast. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, you know, when the biologist comes through and they, they recognize that maybe the herd is too big and lots of bad things. People don't realize lots of bad things can happen if you don't control the animal population. Yeah. Well, if you want to grow big deer, you have to have the resources available for them. There's not a lot of resources. It's real dry, hilly, rocks, cactus, mesquite trees, all that kind of stuff. It's not a whole lot of food for the deer to eat. So if you have too many, not enough resources for anybody, um, none of them going to grow big. So you go in there and you call out the herd and, uh, you, you leave more resources for your deer to be able to grow, get more nutrients. And so that's basically what we were doing, helping right. them out. Yeah, exactly. Um, with harvesting slash shooting slash whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it was a good time, man. Uh, we, uh, had some deer we needed to take out of the, uh, out of the herd. We looked for some, uh, arrowheads cause Man, they're everywhere. I, I was, I was just. We drive in the truck. We stop, and the guy's like, "Hey, let's get out here and just go kick rocks and see if you can find arrowheads." I'm like, "Yeah, that's not gonna be easy." We walk in a line, and you just find them. I'm thinking, how many Indians did they have to have slinging arrows for us just to be walking around 200 years later, and they're just laying around? Yeah, I know that is kind of crazy. And we picked up a few of them, uh, quite a few. But man, all kind of animals over there: sandhill crane and deer. Javelina, hogs, ducks, and that was another cool thing. The uh, biologist for the county came over there, and uh, he has some falcons. Yeah, falconry. That's that's very interesting. I've seen some videos, and he uses them for duck hunting, and did some demonstrations for us, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, and you showed me some of the videos. I mean, that the falcon would get up above them. And then just like swoop down and basically knock the duck out of the air. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. That falcon, he he'd release it and it would go probably five hundred feet in the air. Or so they have a, a GPS on it, an altimeter, so they knew how high it was. Probably about five hundred feet in the air. And then we would run up to the pond and scare ducks up. The ducks would take off flying, and that falcon would just make a ninety degree turn and just shoot down up to two hundred miles an hour and hit a duck, and it sounded like a bullet just hit that duck, and you'd see the duck falling out of the air, and the falcon crazy. would go after it. It was cool. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, the, the interesting piece about that is that's what they do. Like, it's not it's not anything out of the ordinary. Like, that's what they do. You guys are just sitting there with an actual trained, you know, bird, a bird of prey that's just trying to get his food. And, yeah. and y'all reward him with, with the meat so that way he can, you know. Yeah, they go, and they'll, they'll – um put a, a treat, uh, another, like a pigeon or a piece of meat or something, and give it to the falcon and then take the duck. So the, the falcon still gets a reward for its kill, and you get your duck. And they go hunting all the time. But what what was interesting is they, they say that a falcon is only good for about one flight, one kill, and then they switch it out with another falcon. Mm. They don't want to um, use too much energy. So just like a hummingbird, you got to eat all the time to fly. Yeah. They expend that much energy to kill a duck; they're pretty much done for the day. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's not a very big bird to begin with. So typically, if they're doing that in nature, you're just going to get that one bird, and they're good. That's so it. They don't have to hunt again. Well, the, a lot of most of the ducks are bigger than the falcon. Yeah, so. yeah, that was that was a pretty bird. It was pretty cool. And then whenever I saw the guy brought it out, and he had his little you know 
welding gloves on and right. let him sit on so he doesn't scratch him. And he had that little helmet he thing. Had a little helmet with a mohawk on yeah, top. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, so we did, we, we got to see some falconry, got to see some hogs, sandhill crane, deer, I mean, all that stuff. And um, got the, got deer at the processor right now. Just yep. waiting for some sausage to get made. Yeah, you, you got you a big one, didn't you? It was a 10 point. Um, I measured it the uh, the other day. It was about 132 inches for a cull deer, for a deer that you don't want. Uh-huh. That's that's a that's a, that's a good deer. Yeah. Um, brought them home and and got a couple does too. You know, um, and then brought them home, brought them to the processor in Raceland. Yeah. So we, me, you, Lonnie, we all got some deer meat coming up pretty soon. Yep. So that's pretty cool. That way we get to we get to manger a little bit because boy, I love me some good deer sausage too, boy. So hopefully it, it comes out good. Yeah, I hear Ken's make some some real good sausage. I mean, typically where I'm where I'm hunting up north, we just drop it off at the processor up there, and I go up there a lot. So so we'll just pick it up. But um, I came home with it all in ice chest from Texas, um, and uh, Ken's and Raceland supposed to be real good. So brought it over there. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll do us a little video. We'll get up on the Cajun Kamado, go grill some sausage, and show everybody what that's all about. Oh so, yeah, yeah, that'll be a good idea. But not when it's 17 degrees outside. Oh, I know, right? The polar vortex is just coming through. Man, and you know what? I was thinking uh, last week, I was like, hey, maybe it'll be a good week to boil some crawfish. Nope. Ain't uh, doing it. Number one, it's probably still $10, you know, whatever, a pound. It's yeah. ridiculous. But uh, number two, is just too damn cold. Yeah. But we're definitely going to do that one of these days. Get some good strawberry abita beer. Mm-hmm. Go boil some crawfish out in the backyard with friends. So we'll see. Definitely do some videos with that too. That'll be yep. coming up. Yep. Uh, so another thing before we wrap up, I wanted to talk about you and I talked about doing a segment on the podcast where people could call in, leave messages, ask questions, you know, really kind of whatever they wanted to do. So as I was kind of looking through, I realized that on the site that hosts this podcast, which is anchor.fm, they actually have a thing where on my podcast website, there's a button where you can click message and you can leave us like a minute long message. I think it is. So uh, that's what I want to kind of challenge everybody to do. If you want to leave a message and hear it on this podcast, we can answer the question on a podcast. So if you just got some cool stuff you want to say, then you can go to anchor.fm backslash. Hey, E-Rock. That's where this podcast is hosted and leave us a message. Now the the only catch is anchor is going to make you log in in order for you to submit it. But I think that's just kind of their way of yeah, it letting me know who it 15 is. 15 seconds. I did it yesterday um, just to test it out, left a message. But, um, hey, call, leave a message with a question, some content you want us to talk about. Um, and, uh, yeah, log in. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But if you don't want to log in, you don't want to create another login, you probably got a million of them. I get it. It's not a big deal. But the option is there in case you do want to. So just go ahead and go to that website. Go check it out. Hopefully we get to hear from you all pretty soon. So. You got anything else going on these days? Hmm. No. No. <laughs> no. I think this is going to be a nice, good, little relaxing weekend. We off today. Um, you know, I got soccer tomorrow, but that'll be a nice, little relaxing day. Sunday, I don't think we're really doing a whole lot of much of anything. Kids got school off next week. Oh, yeah. Next week was supposed to be Mardi, Mardi Gras, Gras, which is, I guess, technically it still is, but... No, no parades and nothing like that. No, so. no parades. We are well, well. The neighborhood, our neighborhood, is putting together a parade. Oh, really? I didn't know that. 
Well, so um, due to Corona, what we did all summer long was, um, you know, everybody's at home. No kids were at school. We were not at work and um, uh, kids weren't having their birthday parties. So what we were doing in the neighborhood is we'd get on our Facebook neighborhood page and say, hey, it's so-and-so's birthday today. Let's make them feel special. And we would get on bicycles and side-by-sides and vehicles, and we'd line up, and we'd drive through the neighborhood, and the kid would come out in their driveway. And, you know, some people might have gave him something, kind of like a little parade or something, but uh, kids were ecstatic just to see 40 cars right. roll by. I mean, we even did it to uh, we did it to Nicole. Yeah, huh? we did it for Nicole. We were kind of one of the... The bigger pioneers, yeah. I would say. Like we had I, like forty something cars, or more than that. Yeah, I went. So her birthday was back in April, and I saw somebody have a video of they uh, they had their parents come through for their their smaller child. It was her birthday, and they just came drive by, and it was kind of like a little car parade, yeah. but not really. Like they would literally just came by, they honked a horn, and they had like a little card and a basket or whatever their present was, and they gave it to the little girl. Yep. And I was like, man, that is such a fantastic idea. So I'm like, I know what I'm going to do. So I got on the horn. I started texting everybody that I knew that knew Nicole that she was friends with. And just like, hey, this is my idea. Let's let's do this. You know, I saw this on Facebook. I think it'd be a fantastic idea. Let's let's really show up and do it for Nicole. Yeah. So we kind of live by a school. And I just told everybody. Yep. Line up on the parking lot. And then y'all going to turn down our street. We're going to be sitting outside because we had been sitting outside every day. To begin with, right. so it wasn't like I needed the tricker to get outside because we were just sitting out there drinking wine. And she turned, I don't know if she's going to care if I say this or not, but uh, she turned, what, 43 hey, last year? your wife, don't ask me. She turned 42. I think she turned 42 last year. And they had 42 cars that showed Perfect. up. Perfect. Which was crazy. I, I You know, because I filmed it on the iPad. I had it set up in the background so she couldn't see and everybody was passing by, hooping and hollering, people sitting on top of the cars. You know, it, it was just it was just such a great time. But it was just ironic that she was 42, had 42 cars right. show up. So, so yeah, yeah, we're doing that for the uh, for Mardi Gras. There's a few folks on the neighborhood page just kind of put it together, drew a little route on a Google map. Um, I think some folks are going to decorate their houses, decorate their cars, and we're going to do the same thing. I think this is going to be pretty big. I think there's going to be a lot of participants. And... Either just drive through with the uh, music on and waving and honking a horn, and some people are gonna get beads and throw them, and um, so it should be a good time. You know, look, you make do with what you got. Right. Latoya canceled Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras canceled everywhere else. Latoya to destroy you. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna put something on for the kids in in the neighborhood on Tuesday. Oh, that's cool. I guess, I guess I'm gonna have to go take me a ride over there and go check out the Mardi Gras parade. So, but anyway, until then, uh, I enjoyed another conversation with you. Uh, just like always, uh, you know, thanks for listening to the podcast, uh, maybe watching this video on Facebook or YouTube, wherever I wound up putting it. I'm not even sure yet. Still trying to figure all that stuff out. But until next time, I'm sure we'll see you again on here soon. Appreciate you coming. Um, but we out. All right. Say, Thank hi- you, cool, y'all. Say hi to your mom and them for me.